to welcome everybody this morning and I appreciate another opportunity the Lord has blessed us with to be in his house. And we appreciate our children and the beautiful sunshine and just another day of life the Lord has blessed us with. We look forward to going into the service and uh, we just pray that the Lord would be able to move in a powerful way this morning. Let's uh, remember our pastor and uh, his wife and uh, I believe I heard right, Cooper's taking care of service this morning, so let's really pray for him, lift him up this morning, and just uh, everybody do the, everything the Lord have us this morning. And uh, my brother Sean Henderson just misses Sunday school.
we appreciate being in God's house this morning. And uh, beautiful day. And uh, I believe I believe God's got a big blessing for us today if if we'll get where we can get it, receive it. Uh, it's up to us. I believe it's up to me every time. Every time I come to church or when I'm not at church, it's up to me whether I get a blessing or not. And I don't, I don't mean I earn them. I, the blessings that God gives me, I couldn't earn. But if we, if we can humble our hearts and follow God, uh, Psalmist David said, My cup runneth over. And uh, surely goodness and mercy, and that's where it all comes from, God's goodness and his mercy. And anyway, we're still in the book of Job, and uh, I said last week, Job's one of my heroes in the Bible, and I was thinking this morning, uh, you remember back in the first chapter of the book of Job, said there was a day when the sons of God came together to present themselves before the Lord and Satan presented himself also. When we, every time, I, I said this a while back, I think, but every time I come to church, the devil comes with me. And uh, he, tries, he tries to get in here and get my mind off well, if I'm trying to teach, he tries to get my mind off the Sunday school lesson onto something else. You know, every one of you know how it is. Uh, Satan tried to disrupt you, but he, Satan presented himself before the Lord, and God, and God asked him, said, where'd you come from? He said, from going up and down in the earth, you know. But anyway, he said, God told him, said, have you considered my servant Job a perfect and an upright man? And he gave, he gave him permission to try Job. Now, we might wonder sometimes, and I, the way we are, why, why God would do that to Job when Job was such a good man. And uh, he allowed Satan to do all these things to him. But I was I, I I was thinking sitting at the house this morning thinking about this Sunday school lesson. I thought the reason Job the reason God allowed this to happen to Job was for my benefit and for your benefit. And I think I was thinking how many how many million people or millions of people has the life of Job affected? And it's been a bunch of them. Uh, because Job, Job's, uh, his wife told him, said, why don't you just curse God and die? He was in such bad shape, she wanted him to die. He said, you speak as a foolish woman. Now, uh, so the Bible said Job held on to his integrity. But now, after after his friends come and charged him falsely, really, they they didn't understand. They didn't know what was going on, and they they done like everybody else. What's Job done that he's gotten this kind of shape? He's had done something real bad, 
and say, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll get those thoughts sometimes too. And uh, it's not my place to, if, if, God's, if God's whooping Billy Ray all over the place for something, it ain't my business. That's between him and God. The only, re- the only way it could be any of our business is if he'd done a public offense or something, and that's another story. I don't want to get into that. But uh, Job, after his friends all got done, Job kind of justified himself a little bit. And uh, and God got a little bit angry with him, and, uh, and that's where our lesson's at this morning. In the forty-second chapter of Job, the first verse. Then Job answered the Lord and said, "I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee." Now. Uh, The Lord told Job in the the 40th chapter, said, Gird up thy loins now like a man. I will demand of thee and declare thou unto me. And and God's on down in that same chapter said, Then answered the Lord unto Job out of the whirlwind and said, Gird up thy loins like a man. I will demand of thee and declare thou unto me. Wilt thou also disannul my judgment? Wilt thou condemn me? that thou mayest be righteous. So he was kind of, uh, in his answers to his friends, he was kind of building himself up a little bit. And he knew he hadn't done no real bad sin. But we can live the very best that we know how. And we'll never, as long as, as, long as we're in this body, we'll never live perfect. The best that I can do, and Paul said, I die daily. Paul was a great man. He repented every day. And I guarantee you, every one of us, if we don't, we need to repent every day. Because this fellow right here gets in our way. So Job... uh, Job said, I, I know you can do everything. And, and we all, when, when, we're, when we've got our heart and mind where it ought to be, we all know that. And God's, God's the greatest. He's the creator. He's the savior. However, whatever the, the very best there is in the universe, that's God. And uh, none of us, not one, are worthy to appear before God if it wasn't for what he'd done down here. And just I just thought of something. Uh, you remember back in the book of Esther, uh, when the when somebody wanted to go in before the king, if if he didn't hold out the golden scepter, they wasn't invited in. And that's that's just a short way of saying it. 
but they wasn't invited in. Yeah, and we, we couldn't get in the kingdom until we was invited. God had, to, God had to reach out to every one of us with the gospel and invite us, invite us to come and live. And uh, Joshua told the children of Israel, come, uh, seek you, uh, and my mind just went blank, but he told them, uh, choose you this day whom you'll serve. And uh, we got that choice to make every day. I had that choice to make when I was 15 years old, and I come to Jesus, and he saved me. Best Best decision I ever made in my life. But it was a hard one. This guy right here was fighting like everything, trying to trying to stay out of it. And, and God was right here telling me to get in. And best thing ever happened to me in my life when I got saved. And uh Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that I understood not. Things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. And if we're not careful in a situation like Job was in, his friends uttered things that they didn't know about. And then Job done the same thing. And... Uh, uh, if we're not careful, we start talking about things that we don't really know about, and we say the wrong thing. And uh, we get excited about something or, or mad about something, and uh, we're better off to keep our mouth shut unless God moves us. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eyes seeth thee. Now, I've never, I've never seen God with these eyes, but I've seen him in the church a lot of times. And uh, by... by by the power of the Spirit, I've seen him move in the church. And the day I got saved, the day I got saved, Preacher Ash, and I, I tell this all the time, people probably get tired of hearing me, but he preached out of, out of Matthew, uh, whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? And Peter answered, Thou to Christ, the Son of the living God. And that's what he preached on. And God made that real to me that morning. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And uh, like I said, best thing that ever happened to me in my life. And probably the second best was being a member of this church. Wherefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And 
God will only accept those that's got a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Now, we use that some, we use that most of the time talking about lost people, and that's, that's exactly it fits. But it fits me too. God won't accept me if I ain't got a, if I, if, if I'm wrong, if I'm, if I've got sin in my life, I can't repent if I don't have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. I've tried. There's been times in my life that I knew I, I knew in here I was wrong. And I'd try to pray and, and try to get it fixed up, and, and God wouldn't give me a spirit to pray with. He kept me hanging for a little while, let me know how he felt, I guess. And uh, so we, gotta, we, can only, we can only approach the king in those situations when we're invited. Now, if you if if different different side of the coin if you're living right. If you're doing if you're doing your best, he said I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He's there all the time. Anybody got a comment? Right. I think about I think about the children of Israel like in the book of Joshua when they was getting ready to cross the river and Joshua told them said sanctify yourselves for the, tomorrow the Lord's taking you away you've never been something on that order I may not have quoted that exactly right but uh, one of these days, the Lord's going to take us away we ain't never been, and it'll be a way we won't want to come back from. And uh, and I've been looking for that day ever since the day I got saved. I, t- I tell this all the time, but I was going to school at Lima Senior, sitting in school one morning looking out the window and I thought is this the day the Lord's going to come and get me and I remember that real well and uh, there's a few little things in my life that I can remember and getting saved one of them and I don't know why that scripture that the preacher preached on that the day I got saved I remember that just plain as day because it was such a big event in my life I guess I don't I don't know but because I've heard preachers preach for years and and sometimes I get out of the church house and can't remember the scripture he read but uh anyway so he Job repented in dust and ashes and down to the 10th verse, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he, now, in between here, God told the, Job's three friends, said, now you, you, take your, you take your sacrifices and you go to Job and have him pray for you. And they did that, and, and, and God forgave them. But anyway, 
That's where we're at here. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And uh, being saved, and I already said this, two, I say this half a dozen times every Sunday, probably the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. But every time, every time, God's Spirit moves down in here, it's new every time. And I, lo I love the song the choir sings, the old story never grows old. And God's Word, when you read it right, if you can, if you can get into it and, and God's Spirit move in it, it never grows old. Now, if you sit and read it like a newspaper, sometimes it gets a little old. Sometimes you, you don't really feel like reading it like that. But when God moves in it, it's one of the greatest things in the world. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you the times that I've, I've been sitting reading and just reading over something and maybe run into a verse and God moved fill my cup up and run it over. And uh, so the old story never grows old and, and what God put down in my life don't grow old. Now, this, I was 15 years old when I got saved and uh, I'm, I'm a little older than that now. And uh, Probably not too far away from the other side. Who knows? I ain't in no hurry. But, but whether I'm in a hurry or not, it don't matter. When God gets ready for us, he'll take us home. And, uh, and that's, what, that's what getting saved is all about. If uh, if I wasn't saved, I'd be in a big hurry to try to get saved. Knowing what I know now, uh, I think I don't know. I I, I kind of suppose in my mind what I'd do, but maybe I wouldn't. But I believe I'd be up here all the time trying. But anyway, the Lord turned the captivity of Job. And if we, if we, if you've got sin in your life, something that ain't right, it don't have to be a big thing. You've got yourself in a bind, in, in captivity actually, because you can't move in the spirit with sin in your life. You can't do your job if there's something wrong with you. And uh, so you got to do like Job and repent. Move it out of the way, and then he'll remove your captivity. He'll free you up to move in the kingdom. And uh, 
I know everybody here understands that because we've ever one been there. So uh, it gave him twice as much as he had before. And uh, God, God's blessed me all my life. Now, I, ain't, I ain't been rich. I'm long ways from that. <clears throat> but I'm talking natural, the natural side of life. God's blessed me real good. I got no complaints. But the best, the best part of life is, is my salvation. Now, we, we can get down in the valley sometimes and dragging and kind of forget about God a little bit. I, well, I don't, you don't forget about him, but you get where you can't get a hold of him for some reason or other. And, uh, and life's a struggle. But you keep, you do like Job, hold on to your integrity and uh, things get out of line, fix them up. And guaranteed, every time, every time you come to God, every time, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. He'll give you more than you, you ever dreamed of. And that don't mean, that don't mean everything's going to be hunky-dory in this life. We'll have our problems. Job, Job said, man, born a woman's few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down, like a shadow he fleeth and continueth not. So we're going to have trouble all our life, and we're going to die. That's just the way it is. And to this man here, that sounds like trouble. But when God's spirit moves down in here, sometimes I can't hardly wait for that day to get here. Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters and all they that had been of his acquaintance before and did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him, every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one an earring of gold. And all, all of his friends restored his riches to him, <laughs> to some extent, I guess. God, had, God directed the whole thing. And God will, the Bible said he'd supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. And when he said all, A-L-L, that's all. That's everything. Everything that we need. That's, I believe that's natural and spiritual both. Now, what, but our needs might be different. I believe, I believe God allowed these things to happen to Job because his life supplied a need in my life. I can read about Job and get strength and uh, hundreds of people have. And I've known people right here in this church that's had illness and different things and uh, 
real bad things. And their life, their life has been a help to me. And still is. So God allows things in our lives to help people that need help. And, and to get people's attention that are lost. And uh, sometimes it takes a little more. There's a lot of people that won't show up here at church on Sunday. But if, if we come in contact with them outside somewhere and, and our life can get their attention some way or other, God can use us to get their attention. Then they might come to church and get saved. I'm hoping some of them do. But Job's, Job's life's got the attention of a lot of people, I believe. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Now, the Bible said, I have not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And uh, that's not just, I don't believe that that's just talking about on the other side. I believe he's got things prepared for us here that we can't even imagine. Uh, it, the blessings of God are so great it's, they're beyond imagination you can't conjure them up or dream them up or whatever and uh, they have to come from God but they're great so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than, than the beginning for he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 she-asses. He had also seven sons and three daughters. Got the same number of kids back that he had. And uh, so he got back. God, God can bless us. If he, if he wanted me to be rich, I'd be rich. Now, Throw something in for you. Now, God can do anything he wants to. But if God told me, and every one, every one of us, to work, support our families. And he said, he, he that don't take care of his family is worse than an infidel and has already departed from the faith. And I believe that's a twofold meaning. That's natural and spiritual both. I believe, I believe a, a man, if he's able, required to support his family. And I believe a, a man, if he's been saved by the grace of God, required to train up a child, and man and woman both now, as far as this, required to train up a child in a way they should go, and when they grow old, they'll not depart from it. That don't guarantee they'll get saved, but they'll know about it. You teach them everything that you can and let the Lord take care of them. And if they don't accept it, that's their choice. God never made anybody get saved. I've wished he would sometimes. 
a lot of times I kind of wish that, but uh, it just don't happen. But God will give them their opportunity. And I believe, I believe as long as God will give me a spirit to pray for somebody, he's on the other end giving them another opportunity. So what, if God gives you a burden and you're able to pray for somebody, do it with everything you got. Because we, we don't know when the last time's going to be that he'll call to them. And, and one of these days, if they don't answer the call, the last, the last call's going to them. And I feel sorry for them. He called the name of the first Jemima and the name of the second Kezia and the name of the third I can't even pronounce that one. That was his three daughters. And in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. That was unusual in that day and time. Usually they gave them maybe a dowry or something, got them married off and uh, let their husbands take care of them, but he gave them, he gave them an inheritance. And uh, after this lived Job in 140 years and saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. And, uh, but even after all the problems Job went through and then God restored everything and blessed him real good and it, toward the end of his life, he still had to die. And regardless, and I said a while ago, God's blessed me beyond measure. Both natural, spiritual, he's blessed me beyond measure. But still yet, one of these days, this carcass is going to fall over. And that'll be the end of me here on this earth. But God gave me a guarantee one Sunday morning in 1956 that when this carcass leave, lays down, this, in, this soul inside is going home to be with him. And uh, I don't think... It's my opinion. Now, I'm getting old, and it, it may not be too long before, before I leave here, but I don't believe it's going to be very long before Jesus comes to take us all home. Uh, the Bible talks about the signs of the times, and uh, things are looking bad in this world right now. That's my opinion. And... Uh, one of these days, and, and I believe uh, I believe when the, when the last person gets saved, and God knows this, we don't, but God knows it. I believe God knows every person that's going to get saved. And he knows everyone that's not. He gives them all a chance. 
But I believe when the last person gets saved, he's going to tell Jesus to come and get to church. Because he's not going to leave us here to preach and preach and preach and, and when he knows that nobody else is going to get saved. That's just one of my rambling thoughts. But uh, So Job being, died being old and full of days and uh, I've known I've known some real good people, in my opinion, that died fairly young. And sometimes we wonder about that. But I, I come to the conclusion a long time ago. I was wondering about little kids, babies that die, and little kids that die young, and. And uh, I come to the conclusion that God knew their life and knew what was going to happen to them if they stayed here. And he just took them on home, got them out of their trouble. Because there's something in their life he didn't want them to face. That's just one of my thoughts, too. But, but it sounds good. And, uh, but God's going to take us home too. In we we inherit the sins of Adam. When we're born, we inherit the sin of Adam. We ain't, we're not guilty of any of our own sin, but we're all guilty of the sin of Adam. That's in this flesh. Paul said, I was alive without the law. The commandment came, sin revived, and I died. We was ever one alive down in our soul till God told us we was guilty. And uh, so, if, if, if somebody dies before, before God calls them, before he tells them they're lost, they're going to heaven. And uh, so, there's a lot of things I, I ain't sure about on that, but I do know that. And uh, when them when them kids, innocent kids die, they're going to be with God. Anybody else got anything? of our troubles we, we cause ourselves. I've caused a lot in my life for me, but 
Huh. We got a great God. In the, I'm going to read this scripture and then I'm done. In, in the third chapter of the book of Malachi, and this, people use this talk, this scripture talking about money, and it fits. It does. But it fits some other things also. It said, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I think it's, it's my opinion when he's talking. Tithes is what we owe God. So what do we owe God? Well, I, I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've told God, I'll, I'll do anything you want me to. What I owe God, uh, the whole duty of man, Ecclesiastes said, is to fear God and keep his commandments. And uh, so I owe God whatever he asks of me. I'm, I can't preach because God, God didn't call me to preach. So whatever... If God wants me to testify, then that's my job. Right at that moment. If he wants me to sing a song, and I can't—I ain't no singer, but that would be my job right then. So, uh, said, prove me now herewith, I, saith the Lord, if I will not open you the windows of heaven. So if we, if we come with our part, and I, that's kind of what I said to start with, if we come with our part, God's going to be here with his. If we, come, if we come to church, the Bible said if two or three come together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So he, he's made us promises. And the Bible said he'd supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. And if we, if we come to church this morning needing, needing a blessing, needing a good service, needing to see somebody get saved, then God will work his part as far as he can go anyway. As far as people getting saved, he gives them an opportunity. If they don't, if they don't accept it, that's their fault. But his spirit will move in us if we'll let it. If we've got clean hands and a pure heart, then God's Spirit will move in us and somebody will have an opportunity. Anybody else got anything? Right. He gives a job to work it what we got. Yeah. He brought us into this world. He owns this. He can take it out whenever he wants to. We owe him everything. Yeah. That's all I got.